Hello, everyone's ear holes. It's me, John. It's just me this week. Uh, Ronald, I don't know why I'm clicking that pin so close to the microphone, um, but Ronald is not here. Uh, last I heard, he got hit on the head, and now he thinks he's a stand-up comic, so he's God knows where. And Steve is having some kind of clandestine meeting with, I think it's the rejuvenated corpse of Walt Disney in a secret bunker beneath the Magic Kingdom. Or at least that's what I've pieced together from like his Facebook posts and stuff. I hope I'm not jumping to conclusions. Anyway, you and I are going to have to find some way to move forward. And the best way I can think of to do that is to maybe unearth a couple of deleted scenes that I found on the cutting room floor here at Mooshmoo Studios. You might not know that we actually do physically cut up our digital files and put them on the floor. So I found a couple of those, and uh, hopefully they will get us through the night. Our first clip is a doozy and what uh, the Europeans might call a uh, potpourri conversational. Yeah, you're going to like it. It all started one night when Steve randomly threw out a movie that he had grabbed online. I'm going to throw a random movie that I just grabbed online. It's called Nature Calls. Oh, I almost watched that. Um, Should I? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's weird because like, I really like Patton Oswalt. It's a, it's, a, it's a film with Patton Oswalt, Rob Riggle. Um, Johnny Knoxville, what? some other random people are in it. I love Johnny Knoxville um, as an actor. You know, he's like a scoutmaster, yeah, know, with these kids. But it's like hard R, very explicit. <laughs> I mean, which which proves for some really funny scenes. And um, I don't know. I kind of watched Rob Riggle, and I kind of feel like I felt like Will Ferrell at first. Like I feel like he's a one trick pony. Well, I love Will Ferrell, so don't get me wrong. Like I just feel like a lot of people that criticize him, and I can see it at times. Yeah, it's like he plays the same kind of character, but Rob Riggle is like the the extreme of it. Like if you've seen him in the other guys, or you've seen him in this, yeah. or you've seen him in any movie he's ever been in, he's just so loud, and it's like you wonder is he just like that, you know? And right. maybe he is, but I don't know. I just like, came across it randomly on, on one of the sites I, I check out, and. Um, I don't know. It's I, I did laugh a lot, but Were any of these people get in the movie. Mm. I'm not getting that it was a very good right. movie. Yeah, it's weird because it's not a good movie. I'll say like if a movie comes out like that and no one knows about it, it's, yeah. there's probably a reason for it. I mean, there are those rare gems that just don't find the light of day. Mm-hmm. But this has probably been in the basement for a reason. Uh, I mean, I, I guess if anybody, I mean, I don't think that Pat Oswalt really. He kind of plays the straight guy in it. I mean, like you can see, he's just he's this really passionate scout guy who doesn't get why these kids see that it's ridiculous or, or they don't care about it in a, in, I guess in today's world mm-hmm. of technology and everything else that distracts a, a child these days. But, um, you know, I, there are times like, you know, Rob Riggle has a couple funny scenes, but it kind of plays out really fast for me. Um, but I don't know. Overall, it's kind of not that great. I know it's kind of, mm. that's really the only movie I saw this week besides what, you know, Giant more, more and more often movies that pop up on demand or go direct to DVD or direct to some mm. kind of digital distribution will have actors in them. I mean, you can definitely tell the difference between kind of an indie movie that found an interesting distribution route and maybe yeah. a movie that <laughs> yeah. had it been better, it probably would have been pushed a little right, bit more. Right. I mean, I feel like if they had a, you know, that, that, Johnny Knoxville is not like a huge uh, box office name, but I feel like he's a big enough name, and Patton Oswalt is a big enough name. I'm sure when they were making that movie, they thought maybe they were, you know, maybe they were going to catch lightning in a bottle. But right, do we? So do we ever talk about the movie Young Adult? Um, I don't think we did on the podcast, but I mean, I, you I, and I have had a conversation about it. Yeah, before. I, I saw that pretty recently. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, he was great in that. Yeah, he was great. I mean, in which that. is like, you know, I got, I don't know if he's trying to get. 
you know, Tim like that, was that dramatic crossover thing? kind of thing. But I, I mean, this, this isn't it. that. I mean, this is like kind of a dumb comedy, but he mm-hmm. kind of plays like not to the comedy side of it. You know, there are some funny moments, but he kind of is like the oblivious guy in this film. Gotcha. I don't know, not kind, that. Kind of a kind of taking a paycheck sort of thing. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like it's something that he kind of either it's a friend of a friend who made this movie. It, it's kind of like I'll, I'm doing it to do it for someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's all those, like, small little clicks in Hollywood, I feel like, mm-hmm. or in the world of comedy, and they do these films together because they're friends, not mm-hmm. because they, they genuinely believe that they're making anything that's good. But, when um, I first saw the name, I thought it was a remake of Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any, if you Google it, I guess the yeah. first, that's what comes up. In they're the remaking everything songs. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped the Ace Ventura, it's yeah. just nature calls. Not yeah. when, it just yeah. does. Minimize it. Uh, yeah, you know, nah, not so great. I would probably stay away. <laughs> Unless you're either a huge Rob Riggle fan, because he pretty much... Overshadows everybody in the movie, and he's not even in it a whole he's lot. He's He's right? so loud. He yells and, like, and bullies people in this one. Yeah, weird, oh, right? Yeah, it's odd. No, I know what you mean about him. I do find him funny, but he's one of those character actors that, in kind of, you, maybe he gets paid, maybe when they bring him in, they bring him in to do a very specific thing, like so, tase people true. in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Give him, put him in for like a minute, and then I don't ever show him again. Yeah. That's how I feel about him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe nature it'll be calls. Okay. <laughs> you can get it online or through the phone demand. I have a growing concern. I don't know. What's that? Um, and I feel, I, you know, one of our most anticipated movies that we talked about a few weeks ago is uh, Lincoln. Yeah. But right. every time I see a trailer for it, I feel like there's a, I, I feel like there's a cheese factor. There is. Really kicking hard that I was hoping when we talked about whether it was going to be kind of a historical epic or if, or if it was going to hew towards one of those kind of Hollywood Spielberg in his, you know, very very golden hour Spielberg kind of mode. Um, I don't know. I, it looks like sort of an animatronic uh, Disney hall of presidents kind of version <laughs> of history to some right. extent. And I really started thinking like, what movie does this look like? Oh, it looks like war horse. It looks it, like they traded out the horse for Abraham Lincoln. I and basically like, they're using the same, same footage. They, and another thing that I think that they do a lot of the times too, is like, they make America seem like this wonderful place. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sure oh, the movie's not going to. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pretend. It's wonderful. It's like, that. I that think time it looks, was that's what the trailer. No, looks I know what like. you're saying. It looks like the the black people are like, "Oh, we'll stand for Abe Lincoln if he." Had. Like, come on, man! Like, people were treated like trash. I, trash. I was looking around for a black person in the trailer. I think they I spotted like, one. There was like yeah. one. There's like a soldier. Or something. Yeah, that one part. No, I mean it doesn't look bad. It just it's like. I I was really op- like when I heard he was going to be playing Abraham Lincoln, Daniel mm-hmm. Day Lewis was going to be playing uh, Abraham Lincoln. It just I started thinking about. I guess I sort of pictured a "There Will Be Blood" type movie. Yeah, this feels very much you, like a super. You forgot about the cheese fact that yeah. there is someone who is literally, if you look his name up in Latin, translates <laughs> to cheese, and that's Steven Affen <laughs> Spielberg. This fucking orchestrated music. It, is it something about the way it's presented? Very corny, like, but I, I'll I'll watch. No, it. I'm still gonna go see it for sure. Oh, yeah. I just am worried that it's gonna be one of those where it's just the music swells and it slows down yeah. for a line. That's you know, what he it does. Just, it just That's feels like one does. of those things. A very very close friend of mine who lives in New York actually was fortunate enough to see the like the surprise New York Film Festival screening on Tuesday. Already, and mm-hmm. it was of Lincoln. Yeah, and um, I value his opinion very highly, and uh, he absolutely loved okay. the movie. And he is of the opinion that Steven Spielberg's films are very cheesy, very cheesy, and very bombastic. Okay, and, you know, so that actually and makes he plays me feel into good. that a lot. But he said that that was not the case with this film, mm-hmm. and it's one of the first times that Spielberg has just committed to a film being a little slower, you know, and mm-hmm. not playing at the heart, you know, and a little more. I guess I think he said it was a little he- more heady. Yeah. Um, 
and that that's why he loved it. And it, it kind of dives much more into uh, the characters and not so mm. much like trying to play up what you were saying, Rana. We're like, let's make America this awesome place and beautiful right, and right. in this that, horrible time. It was like that. But it's not so much. Cool. Well, I the think, main reason to be hopeful is that it's about a period of Lincoln's life, not a biopic. Right. Okay. But every yeah. line is just that kind of like, Epic. you were given this moment. <laughs> Don't waste it. You know, exactly. and this kind of, we were given this moment. <laughs> we shall not waste. I mean, I just, yeah, it's I'm, I'm sure strange. that there's a lot of those lines that are taken directly from the historical record. So sure. it's, it's yeah. like, and I think sometimes just in the trailer, maybe they, maybe they really that like, makes me uncomfortable. They kind of front load it with all these really right. big moments. Are but, these not the values that our country yeah. were built upon? Yeah. Like, that those I, I just well, that's kind of what I mean about the Disney like, Hall of Presidents thing. Like <laughs> yes. it feels a little bit like you're going to see this moment. But the book that it's based on is a really interesting book. That's more about, or one of the big sources is uh, is a Team of Rivals, yeah. the, which is a, a book that was all about Lincoln's cabinet and like okay. the political decision making that went into right, the right. Emancipation Proclamation. So like that to me is interesting. I don't really want to see. I mean, I don't think we're going to see, like, young Abe or anything like that, like, you know. Like an Abraham Bam. Abraham Th- see, that, that's also skewing my idea about this movie, too, because that movie came out very recently. Yeah. It's weird. I'm, He's I, awesome with an axe. Let me just be honest. <laughs> he just chops up those vampires. No, but, I mean, like, he, that's exactly what my buddy was telling me was that, you know, it's it's very political. And, like John was saying, like, really focusing on mm-hmm. the cabinet and the decisions and the behind-the-scenes thing and not so much... You know, I guess the. I mean, I want there to be historical backdrop. I'm I'm all for a big historical is, epic. Know. I just feel like sometimes a director like, like I mean, and I, I know Spielberg's maybe your favorite director. Of, yeah, some of my absolutely. favorite movies of all time are Spielberg movies. I'm always rooting for him, but I also think that some direct some any artist gets to a point in their career where you sort of go, oh yeah, well you can expect. Us, it's great that they keep working, and it's mm-hmm. great, but you you don't expect the same like innovation from them every time. And I think with right. Spielberg, it's down to maybe the material. And with this material, I was feeling really good, but the trailers, maybe it's just a case where they're marketing the trailer to like the most mass audience that they can reach, and uh, and, and it therefore is, it feels a little saccharine or something. I mean, it's definitely. Uh, not a movie that I've written off, but that the last like when they put out the full trailer after I, the last, the last the, time we talked about it, I don't think we'd really seen much. The one footage, that has right? mostly music mm-hmm. and little blurbs of dialogue. Yeah, that one that's really that's yeah. it's hard to watch. I mean, I've, I've I watched the first one, I was like I'm excited. Then I watched the other one, I was like, eh. did you notice that uh, Adam Driver from uh, Girls? Is in yes oh, yeah yes I'm excited about it. A couple of scenes. I just th- thought it was funny to because I so picture him as that character on Girls that it's funny to picture that guy in in Civil War era. <laughs> yeah, but I, I but I mean I like that actor a lot so I'm 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 yeah. expecting him to be. I like biopics. Um, I feel like biopics a lot of times follow the same arc and the fact that this yeah. is about I love the idea of taking a, a period a of piece, someone's life. Like, yeah. This is a few yeah. years and I guess it leads up maybe to his assassination or something. Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. you know. That's uh, I think it looks. I mean, I think I, everything you're saying is absolutely true. Like the trailers are, any I, I, Spielberg's trailers period are almost always cut like that. Yeah. You know, it's like what piece of John Williams score can you build up and make it seem even bigger than the movie is? Mm-hmm. And you take the the four or five lines of dialogue that's yep. the most, I guess, cliche, powerful. Yep. On, you know, ear, air quotes lines from the film, dramatic pause, and what can you do yeah. with it? And you know, let's pop it into two minutes, and yeah. that's that's just how they cut his movies and, and trailers. But yeah. I mean, then you know, I like I said, I mean, like I I feel the same way about the trailers. A little cheesy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I admittedly, I never saw War Horse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, don't I don't think know. I, could, I, I don't think I could watch it. I, I have it. I just haven't watched it. I mean, I need oh, to man, uh, now that I think about that. I'm not such a cynical, hard-hearted person that I can't appreciate 
that kind of sentimental story. I of think course. I think it's just maybe there's some part of me that deep down inside wants to see the kind of that you know movies like ET and Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark. Uh, they have a real edge to them. And like, there's something about them that's a little scrappier. I mean, again, it's a natural progression when you get to that point yeah. in your career. I think the problem with directors like him and, and Scorsese and stuff is like you, these are probably the movies they wanted to make when they first started making movies. Yeah. And now oh, they have absolutely. the resources and the money and the power and the, power and, yep, and the actors. Yep. They can, you know, they can do whatever they want. So they have free reign to make these like elaborate, sort of passion pieces. I mean, this is the time of year. We, we've said it, and we'll probably say it on every episode that we talk about with a movie that, in terms of Oscars, you know, yeah. this is the film that, you yeah. know, in terms of music, directing, screenplay, Tony Kushner, apparently the screenplay is incredible. I mean, acting, every, you know, multiple acting categories, Sally Fields, Tom Lee Jones, Daniel Day-Lewis have already been talked about for nominations. Yeah, I mean, already. it's just exciting to next. get into this season. And, and I think, you know, next week we might be talking about I think we're going to be talking about Argo. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, that's a movie that I'm sure... It's just really cool that we're at that time of the year, and I'm super excited to kind so, of... I mean, Argo is, is, is a good example, exciting. though, of a movie where every trailer I see, I get more amped for it. And that's so, I mean, great. I think that's, that's, where, that's where the problem with something like Lincoln, where, I'm, I mean, I was teed up the first time I saw an on-set photo, someone, like, a li- photo leaked Done, yeah. of Daniel Day-Lewis I mean, in some restaurant eating lunch, and he just happened <laughs> to have the he just happened to have the, the beard. The beard, yeah. And I remember thinking, all right, done. And so it's almost like for my excitement to actually go down... With each piece of material I see, it's I can't say it's a it's not terminal, but maybe it's that's a, a good thing. It's though. a bad sign. Sometimes you know, right. when it lowers, it might be you know it might exceed it when you see it. Yeah. Ah, uh, truer words, Ronald, my friend. Truer words have never been spoken by you or anyone else, ever. And I will stand by that until I die. In our second clip tonight, uh, me and the boys have a little discussion about movie theater etiquette. This was brought on by some things that happened at the screening of Sinister that Steve and I had uh, gone to a couple days before. And um, well, let it suffice to say that at the end of this segment, you will come to know why Ronald James said... How about I take one of these chairs and I fucking hit you with it? You piece of shit. Sit down before I fuck you up and I kick your little son in the fucking face. And I think you'll be surprised. Now roll that clip. Steve was sitting next to me. He did check his his phone for the time at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was I thought I wanted to ask you, is that a bad sign if you check for the time the, the, during the, a movie? The, the, yeah. Normally I would say sign. yes, but in that situation I would admit that that had nothing to do with the movie. Okay. I my bladder was failing me right. and I was seeing how long I had. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's, no, yeah, that's I would I would sign. say normally that's a bad sign. If I ever do that, that's definitely me going. Okay, uh, 101 minutes, yeah. 47 minutes left. How many how many minutes of trailers were there? Okay, but the other thing was we we had we had an, a running commentary track from a guy who you sort of understand the person who has to comment to his friend when something big is going on or if mm-hmm. maybe the person missed something. But tell tell us a little bit about this guy, Steve. What was he? What was this well, guy I can't commenting wait to hear on? About this. I mean, honestly, like he just kept. <laughs> we joked about it. I feel this is horrible, but. It almost was like he was sitting next to somebody that was blind, you know, telling them what's on the screen. <laughs> Why do people do that? And I mean, like, that's what we decided was that would be the only acceptable the explanation. Because I mean, admittedly, uh, there was a point in the movie where I had to turn around and ask him to stop talking, you know. And like, of course, he gives me the the dirty eye, and like, you know, like I'm asking him to do something crazy, right. like right. not interrupt the movie for three hundred other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just that is like that's. And then one after of my the movie, he was like, "Asshole!" Yeah, he's like gets into an argument with me, and I mean, and he's like, you know, why don't you just watch the movie? Don't worry about what I'm saying. Like, what's well, kind of hard when yeah, when you you're sitting behind me and you're yelling to your friend who's also watching the movie with two eyes. Oh, she's in the backyard now. Yeah, yeah. he literally oh, walks out gosh. the back door and he's like, "Oh, he's he's in the backyard." Look, it's a it's a box. Look, it's a tree. 
You know? Oh, it's that box. Right. I could see if I could see if like see if Oh, he's you, watching those movies there's again. There's a killer. There's a killer outside and you're feeling like tense for this person. Oh, the, oh, the guy out there is there with the knife. That makes sense to me. Yeah, Not to sometimes. me. No, I wouldn't say it out loud. Don't say that out loud. If it if it scares you, like you know that it scares you. Like this is not the environment for you to provide your inner thoughts with the other people that are paying ten, fifteen dollars to see a movie. I, I agree with you, but I also know what Ronald's saying about his, about with horror films. I do sometimes accept a certain level yeah, that's a of commentary, level. but I'm, maybe, I'm maybe a little bit only I, for horror. Films. I'm with you in terms of I prefer for it not to be there, but I do sort of understand the spirit of a person who's almost like that's how their emotional reaction to the movie comes out is to is to say something out loud. But I still think it's strange. Like it's still yeah, yeah. and it might be it might be like. Almost like a cultural thing that we all agree that on a Friday night, if it's a midnight showing, maybe we can be a little rowdier or something like that. I think, I you think, know, I, I don't think know. There's a, man, there's something bigger. This is a weird thing for me. There's something <laughs> bigger at play sometimes, man. Like mm-hmm. some people are very unaware of the impact they have on everybody around them, or they don't care. It's called being selfish, I think. Yeah. It, okay. Well, it's it's that selfish is one thing, man. Never minded. Yeah. Living in a bubble. That, that's, yeah. It's it's selfishness. That's a different level of selfishness. Because selfish is like, I'm gonna take the last Reese's. That's one thing. But to but to ruin an experience for twenty people around you, yeah. Like within that, you know, that the listening sort of range is a different kind of. In consideration, and it makes you almost want to pulverize them, man. <laughs> you know, I, I would be okay with a horror. I'll allow during a horror movie anything that is not a verb, a mm-hmm. noun, an adjective strung Grunts. together. I would allow like a or oh or like a or you know something like just that's just a sometimes, general sometimes reaction. Sometimes we're beside of, each other. I'll nudge him or he'll nudge me. Like yeah. we're beside each other. Yeah, and, and we'll say something like, "Oh shit, that that makes sense to me." But the, the the whole like talking commentary. Please just stop talking. Yeah. If you're at a movie theater, don't talk. That's why they have the damn thing in the beginning of the movie that says don't talk. Turn yeah. your cell phone off. <laughs> don't talk. It's it's very simple. It's it, two hours of your life but that people you just get paid ten dollars to watch something. Super confrontational when you when you address it. And that's it why like. no one says anything. I don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. I but you know what, no Steve? Problem. Anyone sitting within earshot of that guy was thinking the same thing. So when he was doing his little routine at the end of the movie yeah. and calling you an asshole and defending himself, you know that even the people he was with were thinking, Well, you should shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, please. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. This is why Steve should talk rather than me. Because there's no when I say there's no in between for me, I was at a I was at a wrestling show, and a guy was <laughs> standing in front of me, and I said, "Excuse me, sir, can you get out of the way?" I'm just picturing someone at a wrestling show going like, "Will you please be quiet? Right. I'm can trying to please. enjoy the wrestling he's, match." He's standing. He's like standing in front of me and yelling, and, and like it was way too loud. I was like, Guys, I'm trying I like, to can watch you some wrestling. Please get out of the way. He's like, he's like, I get out of the way when I want to. I was like, how about? I take one of these chairs and I fucking hit you with it. You piece of shit. Sit down before I fuck you up and I kick your little son in the fucking face. Because he's an asshole too. Wow. So here's wow. why that got crazy. A couple reasons. Wait, here's why that got crazy. I think he his just told wife, us why that I got crazy. That was why. His wife. Sounds was, like things escalated. I never, I never try to do things like that. His wife. Very uncomfortable with the situation. Mm-hmm. She's just like, sit down. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's really serious about this. Mm-hmm. He turned around and he was like fucking asshole and he sits down but he really did really shut up and he sat down i hate that it 
people don't understand anything but that sometimes mm-hmm. though like when you when you're polite about it if sometimes if steve sometimes like if steve maybe was in another place he, he could just been like you know i'm sorry i'm trying to hear the movie they would have been like shut the fuck up yeah i mean it's happened to me more times than i can count on two hands right I mean, friends of mine and I have gotten into arguments slash fights in movie theaters before about this crap. Well, yeah, you apologized to me if it was awkward, and I wanted to say it wasn't. I shushed someone. I went to, when I went to go see The Master uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago. There were uh, there was an older couple sitting in the in the theater, kind of behind me, and I could hear them talking throughout the trailers. Oh, and everything man. was, but it was not even like yeah. it was kind of like the guy we had at Sinister because it was a little bit of a running commentary, but it was also kind of like they were well. Robert De Niro has a new one coming out. Do yeah. you believe that? Oh my! And then when when the master started, they said the Weinstein Company. Mm, is that the same Weinstein? And it was yeah, just like so after, after hearing them talk all through the trailers, and then when the movie started, and I was like, well, maybe they're going to stop talking now. And then the name of the movie came up, the master, and they were still talking, and I just I couldn't stop, so I was like, shh, and they got super quiet. But there were like three people in the theater. So it was like me and them and maybe right. someone else. And I kept thinking, like, do they think it was me or the other guy? Like, I'm hoping that maybe right. I threw my voice and they think it came from the other guy. Because what I didn't want was the, the movie is over, the confrontation that you had. But I think two and a half hours later, they were they were over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have to believe that somewhere in their minds, they thought, oh, this guy has a point. We shouldn't talk over yeah. this movie. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I almost feel like... If I was doing that, because I have done that, I've done, I've definitely been obnoxious in a movie. I think once someone says it, you sort of have to believe that they, you can't, you can't argue with them. Yeah. Absolutely. If someone says you were bothering me, you can't say no, I wasn't. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Well, well, something like that happened with me and the master as well. I was at White Marsh. I I couldn't address it because I felt like it would have been one of those extreme things. Like there's there was a couple. I guess they just got off of work and they went all the way to the back. Now, this may have been related to what they were doing up there, but a woman had her, she had her feet on the seat and she kept rocking, but it it wasn't like a regular rocking. It was like he was doing something to her that was making her do that. And I don't know if he was like pleasuring her or whatever. It was, <laughs> it was weird. And it went on for like maybe 10 minutes. Finger bang. And I, yeah, maybe. And I was thinking to myself, if this goes on for five more minutes, I'm going to have to yell. I'm gonna have to say something really crazy, and it stopped eventually. So I was, so I felt, finished. oh, until oh, so <laughs> she got that nut. Oh my god! <laughs> and then, and then it stopped. This episode has taken quite the detour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope, More of the story. Just keep your mouth. Just shut. keep yeah. your and your keep your penis in your yeah, pants too, for Ronald's sake. Stop yeah. whipping out your, you know. Your doolally and your hunani and all that yeah. mess. So I, you know, it just comes down to just like decency. I, I don't know. I just think manners and the, I, the what a, what going to the movies is for me. I obviously you know people have different experience and what they expect from that and whatnot. But you know, I which is part of the reason why I, I hate going to the movies at night. I usually go to matinees. You know, Sundays, mm-hmm. like the old man that I am, I guess now, but. I, it just it distracts me. It ruins uh, the experience. Yeah, I mean, there the were definitely moments in this movie. I don't think I'd say on the whole it affected my experience, but there were definitely moments when you and I were like chuckling at each other when we shouldn't have been. Yeah, you know, it it, it distracted us from what was going on. Right. And well, I mean, maybe the first half, like literally, for, maybe for the fir- since it was constant Mm -hmm. the first half of the movie it was almost like well this is part of the experience i was kind of buying into it as this is and i think maybe as my my uh, frustration with the movie 
grew, so did my frustration with the guy behind us going, hey, right. look, drinking some water. Yeah. Oh, oh look at her blue shirt. You know, it was just like, <laughs> and everything was really, just like, why is oh, that in blue? How can yeah. you think that that's okay? Like, that's so That okay. kid's still wearing I the same you, pants. Man, you should, yeah, I wish you could have seen or heard what he was saying to me afterwards. It was just like. He was talking to you? Well, he said, well, after, we got into he, it, he, well, after Steve shushed him, he got quiet. And then when the movie was over and we were all kind of standing up, the guy said, asshole. And Steve said, um. I, I don't know if you realize, you know, you were you were slightly I confrontational, fairly, but I you were fairly confrontational. But you were also point, sort of saying, well, maybe you should think of not talking during the movie. And the guy said, you should listen to the movie and not to me. And then Steve was like, it's kind of hard to when you're talking throughout the whole movie. And then the guy, the guy was just, <laughs> then the guy just, you know, he's like, you shouldn't lean back in your seat. I'm yeah. Like, well, what do I, what do, I do? Like sit yeah. on the floor? Right. I mean, like, come oh, on, man. God, that's, that's not awkward. why you were talking. Let's be honest. I'm sure everyone and around and whoever us. Whoever that guy is out there, fuck you. I hate you. I'm sure everyone around us. <laughs> I'm sure somebody in his family. There's there's probably a lot of members in that family, from what I could tell. They probably listen to this. I'm pretty sure they are. You right. know what? They know he's an asshole. Yeah, they right. do. The thing is, this guy's not fun They're at a barbecue. A fan of this podcast he's not now. fun at a barbecue. He's not fun you at a birthday party. He's not fun if you go to a sandwich place. Right. This guy is an obnoxious. You twat. probably started an intervention. They yeah. probably got in the car and like. He probably bitched about you half the way home, and then finally someone said, "Gerald." <laughs> it's like Gerald the guy. Seriously, was... the narration of everything <laughs> that's going on has got to stop. Right. What if he got divorced after that? It's just like, I don't want to be with you anymore. I would love to think that we were the catalyst. <laughs> He's the catalyst for all this. I say we. I'm sitting next to the, the guy who really stood up for the people. Because I was kind of, am, I was more amused, but I, I mean, it's like, I'm. people annoy me on such a regular basis that I'm yes. not even surprised when someone I, annoys I totally the crap understand. out of me. If, if that's, it's, it's funny. Somebody asked me why I'm always talking about things I like. If you knew everything that I disliked. It's 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 a coping mechanism actually. Yeah, you'd rather hear the other. Yeah, cuz like if I told you everything that I hated while I was out with, you know, pointing out things that I hated that people did, mm-hmm. you would think I was fucking crazy. I di- I dislike most things outside of like I read your friends. Facebook posts, I know. I just I just <laughs> I have to host these things cuz it it happens I think that I think the idea is like to 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 know that you're annoying people is one thing, but to put this thing out as if People think this is okay. It's a weird thing. I'm fully aware that things that I do are very, very annoying to people when I do them. I'm very that that is part of why I do some of the things that I do. But the person that is so uh, like a like a Michael Scott type of yeah, personality, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's less about it's less about how annoying you are and more about how self aware you are. Yes, and a self aware person is almost always going to be better to share an elevator with, yeah, or sit next to in a movie or anything like that. And a person who's unself aware may be the most wonderful person in the world, mm-hmm. but if they aren't, you're definitely going to know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Don't talk during the movie. Don't just don't talk during the movie. Just don't talk. Well, I think I've learned a valuable lesson, especially when Steve uses that low voice. You just don't want to cross him. Let's be quiet in the movies. Okay? Done. I think it's settled. That really wraps us up for this episode. We hope to be back next week with a discussion about Wreck-It Ralph. In the meantime, you know what to do. Go to movieshmovie.net, click on some links, check it out. I predict a, a journey of self-discovery you will thank us for. And uh, yeah, iTunes, we expect nothing less than multiple subscriptions spread across multiple accounts on multiple devices. Do your part for Movie Schmovie. Until then, as always, well, you know what? The rest of you can stop listening because this just goes out from me personally to Ronald and Steve. As always, you guys have made my day. 